Welcome everyone to this episode of Palmetto Guardian. Today we talk about the importance of history. Welcome everyone, I'm Sergeant Chelsea Baker. And I'm Specialist David Erskine. And in this episode, I don't know where we're going to go with this. Let's, let's, let's try this. Let's, let's talk about this. You know, uh, how, how, with your family and stuff, how much do y'all go back? Like your, your lineage and like, are you, your family, big family, you know, I'm talking about, you know, and break out the photo albums. Oh, come look at this. This is when Baker was a little baby. You know, I mean, any of that kind of stuff. You got that going on in your family? Uh, no, not really that. On my mom's side, actually, it's, I don't know who created it, but somebody created a book um, from, I honestly couldn't tell you how far it goes back, but it goes back several generations, and it is, it's up to my generation right now. I don't think my nieces and nephews have been added yet, but... Somebody took the time to do the research, and uh, and we do have a book. Um, on my dad's side, it's different. I know that they came from Italy, and I still have family there, but other than that, I don't really know much about my dad's side. So that's all I know. Yeah, my dad's side's a, a picture person. He's got albums upon yeah. albums of pictures, like random stuff that's not even important. But he's got <laughs> um, dogs and whatever else. That's, so. not, that's important. Oh, my God. Really, Baker? Hey, you know what? I'm going to shout out your wife a little right now because <laughs> you bring up dogs and maybe if we get enough likes for this video, <laughs> you'll get them a dog. <laughs> I'm going to say that's not a possibility at this point in time. Hey, you guys, if you're a listener watching, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we can get enough likes for me to get another dog. Um, but no, my dad's a, a photo person. He, he, like, he, he took pictures, you know, as I was coming up and stuff. And so, you know, that's kind of our, our history of our family and stuff. Christmases and mm -hmm. Thanksgiving and things like that. And we, we go back and, you know, from time to time check them out. And I, he's even got pictures of, I think even before when I was around, you know, like his friends and stuff and cars and whatever else he's on. Mm -hmm. So that's been kind of nice. Um, mom's side of the family, uh, not so much. Um, my aunt did a lot of the genealogy mm -hmm. is that the right word genealogy yeah she did a lot of that um and, and kind of uh, documented that back my dad's side of the family's almost purely scottish really yeah like see i've always wanted to do one of those just to see because you hear people who like my whole life i've been told my dad's side's italian and my mom's german and irish and it's like but then people go these all these years thinking that they're one thing or this thing or another and then they do the ancestry and then they find out that they're really like well i mean we're hodgepodge anyway even know. scottish people aren't pure scottish you know well, yeah but i mean I the mean, english it's... are running around doing their thing over there beating <laughs> us up and whatever else that's fine i'm not bitter about it i don't hold on to it but um, i'm just saying like you go your whole life thinking yeah. one thing based off of the stories that you're told but then right. when you actually dig into it it could be something completely different yeah i, I matter of fact because we looked into it um my grandmother was adopted mm -hmm. uh, and the family that gave her uh, gave her up Scottish, and so that's the bloodline. But the people who actually adopted her were of Scottish heritage, also. So, like, even we can't even adopt into anything other than Scottish. Scottish. Family. <laughs> now, with that being said, I'm sure there's some Irish and yeah. maybe some Native American thrown in there, but um, for the most part, the Erskine side is Scottish. Now, my mom's side is Highlander. Uh, uh, you know, we talked about this yeah. before. They're they're from Trinidad. Uh, my grandmother came here as a Trinidadian. Trinidadian. Please don't yell at me. Um, 
So can we get a reference? <laughs> yeah, somebody look that up real quick for me. Um, but yeah, that, so that, that side of my family is, is from that. And there are some pictures that exist. Um, my grandfather on that side actually he he basically dropped my grandmother off in the states and moved to Japan. Uh, so his tombstone and stuff in Japan. He never he came back. He, so you might have family in Japan that you have no idea. Right. That's crazy. So I need a super. Oh. Toyota Supra. So I have a relative over there. <laughs> I need you to ship me a Toyota Supra. They probably don't even know you exist. Well, they should now because I'm guard famous. Oh, okay. um, but Because uh, <laughs> they listen to this all the way all over there. All the way over in Japan. You don't know. Uh. There's there's somebody going, oh, I have a cousin now in America. Um, <laughs> I never did. You know, like sub, little subway commercials. Like, oh, I have a cousin. That's oh, my gosh. Um, so, yeah, but, uh, but anyway, the point of this is, is you know, as far as I go, like, that's a big deal for me to have, you know, the, the heritage-related things and to kind of know my family history. Even if it's broken or weird or whatever, uh, just having something mm-hmm. is nice to have. I don't know, does that apply to you, too? I mean, you like having that ability to kind of look back over your family's history and know what was what, was what and all that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, you learn about people that you never met and what they did and how they, how your family got to where it is and... Um, we have family heirlooms from like generations that's just been passed down and it's cool to see that that it's still around that you can still physically hold it and see it and say oh yeah so and so did this or they made that and there's a story behind it and so um, memories definitely are a big thing for us you got any cool stories about any relatives back in the day like are you related to a duke, a mass murderer? No, I, this is because the holidays are coming up. Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't, he's a cousin, I don't know, second, third, on my mom's side, and he played Santa Claus. Like, he legit travels around, and he's known as Santa Claus. Nice. Couldn't tell you his name. I wish I, I Santa Claus. Well, we yeah, know his name. but I should have called my mom to get, like, more details, but he's, like, a famous icon for Santa Claus. Any chance he could come visit I have no idea. I don't even know if I can. Can we get Santa Claus? Can we get Santa Claus on the podcast? I'll make a phone call. We should. How do you know Santa Claus and I don't know this? Can I give you my Christmas list? I can't tell you all my secrets. You got to figure out as you go. Can I give you my Christmas list? I mean, I could try. Let's get Santa Claus in here. Okay. Let's do it. I want Santa Claus for a December podcast. Oh gosh! If you're around, because you just you're deciding that you're going to go all over the rest yeah, of the yeah, year. Yeah, you know, never know where I'm going to be. I'm going to be a world traveler. <laughs> yeah. Um, so maybe you can go to the North Pole and do a podcast from there. Oh my God, that's an excellent idea, Baker. Okay. Let's get in touch with Santa Claus. You got a line? Let's get a call into him. <laughs> I want Santa Claus podcast. I'm going to tell him my Christmas list. Everything. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, but you weren't good this year, so you're not going to get anything. <gasps> Baker, that's not nice. You know, words hurt. I'm just stating facts. And, and I mean, I have evidence. I have evidence. People see it <gasps> twice a week. Oh, <laughs> what I have I, to deal I, with. I am excellent all the time, Victor. Oh, okay. I am a loving, caring individual mm-hmm. that puts needs of others in front of my own. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something off of a Hallmark card or something. No, it wasn't. Oh, it was from the heart. It was from the heart, Victor. Oh, okay. That was that was right here. That was in the fields, as the young folks say. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Okay. But, so anyway, we talk about this this heritage and history and stuff of our families and why it's important. But that also goes true for organizations, mm-hmm. uh, much like the South Carolina National Guard. Outside of just uh, the museum here, which we we talked about at length, and we'll we'll, we'll actually get to hear more stuff from them uh, later on mm-hmm. this year. Um, but uh, 
you know, the, the museum does house parts of it, but the, 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 a lot of the written stuff and a lot of the content that we create as public affairs people and the, the VI folks that are out there, um, and the histories of the units and their lineage and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff, all that's done by the historian program. And, and a lot of people don't realize that the guards have historians or have the historian program and uh, um, not fully, you know, about what it's here for. Or, but it's, uh, it's a big thing to know when you go to a unit, just like with your family, because, you know, you know, obviously becomes your family at some level. Uh, you go there and you get to know this history mm -hmm. of, of your unit, you know. Um, we've talked about stuff kind of on and off about different units around here. And of course, I was part of the 263rd, which is the oldest unit in the South Carolina National Guard mm -hmm. uh, from way back when. Um, but all that stuff matters, creates a certain amount of, uh, not only is it a knowledge base, but it creates a certain amount of pride. Uh, now you were with, which MP? Well, I started out the 131st, deployed with the 132nd, and then right when I was transferring to the one Way Public Affairs Attachment, they were merging I guess in a sense so now they're the 131st and 132nd are one kind of thing okay. so and I think they're still the 132nd but did you catch any history about the unit when you I mean I, they talked about uh, past deployments that people had gone on and uh, people who used to be in the unit but I mean as far as that we never really like learned about the MP history as far as the South Carolina National Guard right and, and that and that's kind of the point of the historian program is to create these documents and this history and lineage and all that type of stuff out there in order to make it available for soldiers. Whether, you know, not everybody's going to be interested in mm -hmm. Not everybody's back. Um, but you definitely want the material there for those who do and are interested in it. Um, so, I mean, I could ramble on a little bit more about the historian program. Um, obviously, I'm... I'm pro-history just because, you know, outside of just working in the museum, I've gotten introduced to a lot of history of the South Carolina National Guard over the last couple of years and just been kind of... And making history. And making history. That's right. We'll be in the books one day. That's right. One day he will read about me as scary as that is today. <laughs> oh my God, they let people like that in. That um, no. Um, but, uh, yeah, so let's, let's kick it over to our guests and, and we'll talk to actually our historian about our historian program. So today we have Staff Sergeant Megan Church and she is the command historian for the South Carolina National Guard. I sure am. Yes, so thank you for being here with us today. Hey. I'm so excited for this. Like podcasts are my jam. <laughs> it's such a like be on a podcast. I've been looking forward to this for a very long time. There you go. Well we're glad we could make the dream come true for this you. This is so good. Yeah, we're just we're just that type of people here. I appreciate it. So historian. Um, what does all that really entail? Because I don't think a whole lot of people really know, maybe even the Guard has historians. I don't think they do, um, and I get that a lot, like, oh my gosh, we have a historian? Um, I get looped into a lot of things, especially where I sit, where I kind of sit near public affairs now. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, public affairs is here, and I'm like, oh, I kind of, not really. <laughs> um, so I get that a lot. Um, things appear on my desk, like, oh, I found these papers, and I assumed that the historian would want them, or I heard there was a historian, who is that person? <laughs> it's me, bring it on over. Um, yeah, so there was a historian here, um, I don't know, for a while, probably until about 2010, 2011, or at least from what I've found, like, that's kind of where it cuts off. Um, and then 
Sergeant DeJobinet. He took over, did historian work for a little while, and then once found out he was, you know, ComCam and all those things, um, or photographer, I don't know how many, like, civilian listeners you really yeah, get. Yeah, um, combat yeah. camera. Those so, are photographers for us, too. Right, unless you're talking to him, that's a ComCam. Yeah, um, <laughs> don't ever call him just a photographer. So, you know, once he found out what he could do, then that kind of went away. Um, and then I think there was another filler, an officer in there for a little while. Um, but the position had been vacant for a long time. So when it came up, um, I interviewed for it. And when I got the job, um, I was kind of in a transition. I'd been working on a project for the museum, kind of as a liaison, you know, between the guard and the guard, I say. Um, yeah. They really work kind of hand in hand. Yeah. But like uh, coming up with uh, Army aviation kind of research and that kind of thing. So I was working that job. Got the ended up getting the full-time job as a historian, and um, chief of staff told me that, like, you know, what I really would like you to do is write annual histories. Like, annual histories for the Guard have not been written in a really long time, probably since the 90s. So that was, like, number one task, you know. Let's pick up writing annual histories again. And it's just kind of evolved into this, you know, if somebody asks me, what do you do day to day, it really changes all the time. Day to day. Yeah, it really, and, and it's, it's not something... You know, when you work full-time for the Guard, there's a lot of work to do all the time, and it has to happen really quickly. Well, when you're the historian, nothing. I would say, by definition, that shouldn't be quick. Yeah, right. right? We're just going to, like, sloth speed over here. <laughs> um, and it really, everything takes a long time. Um, and everything takes a long time for a number of reasons, but you go down different rabbit holes. Like, you start researching one thing, and I like to say this to people, like, nothing happens in a vacuum. Like, you can never just research one thing. It ends up being... 400 different things and then you kind of start going this way and you're like no no no, I have to go back to this one thing I was working on so you know there's the annual history part of it um, there's lineage and honors it's a big one um, researching lineage and honors for each unit um, for those who don't know what that is uh, you would consider that like the birth certificate of the unit oh so that's a good way to put it yeah, yeah that's yeah. it's the way people kind of understand it uh, sometimes it's an adoption certificate you know depending <laughs> um well, all right. Well, yeah, so, uh, so researching those kinds of things, and really, you know, if I get requests for anything, like, hey, do you know anything about this? Well, I don't. Um, okay. And not being from South Carolina, like, I, I just don't. Right. So there's a lot of research that goes on, um, using all resources around, using the museum, using all kinds of different things. So it's kind of like the sum total where I'm at right now. I'm really trying to, like, build the program, like, into existence, kind of. Now you mentioned the annual reports. Now, mm -hmm. Is that like a like a one pager or? It depends. Um, here at the museum, um, they have a little library downstairs, and you can go back. I mean, I think they start in the late eighteen hundreds with their hardcover, and you open it up, and there's a statement from the adjutant general, and then um, it talks about each unit, who was in the unit, um, what they did for training that year, and then you get to like the the finance section and how much money did the guard spend. So it's like a whole compilation basically of what they did for the year. Um, and those kind of went away in the 90s, like anything. So I you're not knocking this out overnight then? Oh no, never. <laughs> I wish, yeah. because then I would be done with that. Um, You'd be completely gone. Totally done. So no, there's no really getting anything done quickly. Um, and it's a research thing, you know, and that's the other part of being the historian is you know, collecting information. So you have the folks that are at the U.S. Army Center of Military History, and they do a lot of, like, the writing, you know? They're the, the high mucky mucks doctorates in history. Like, they take everything that we in the field um, collect and then write the history based on those things, 
where here at the state level, I like to treat it more as um, education and heritage and you know, teaching soldiers and teaching people in general just like about the guard and locally and so you can kind of build that pride in the organization and that kind of thing. So, I don't know, that's a long way to say I don't really know. Um, I, felt, I felt like you just stole my question. Sorry, um, let's try it again. No, no, because um, I mean you kind of touched on it, but I was going to kind of lead towards, you know, a lot of people might be wondering, you know, what is the importance of having, mm -hmm. you know, a historian and the history, history program in the Guard. Right. And you were kind of touching on it a little bit, but I don't know if there's any more to add to that outside of that part. It, yeah, I think, it, especially with where we've been since 2001, right? Like, it has just been go, 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 and we, we lose a lot. Like, we lose a lot of information just in the nature of what it is. Like, if you don't capture it right when it happens, it's gone. People forget, which happened, like, yeah, that's, that's just human nature. People forget or it just goes away. Um, and so this idea of trying to capture it now through um, like oral histories, like I could just sit down and, you know, you were with the MPs. Mm -hmm. um, so I could just sit down and say, talk to me about, you know, your deployment. And we would go through a whole thing, record it, transcribe it, and then that would be it. And that's the difference between public affairs and the historian um, is that we take it to collect it, and it's not necessarily like, I'm going to interview you, and I'm going to go write an article about it. Mm -hmm. like, I'm just going to have it, to have that institutional knowledge and like that information from the soldier level or from the command level, or you know when you do the interviews with TAG before he retires, you know, that kind of thing. Like You get an idea of what they've done. And so you capture it, and I think there's a part of it, too, where um, young soldiers coming in, you know you've joined the Army. Right? Joe knows that he's joined the Army and what that means. Well, you've also joined the National Guard, and you've joined the South Carolina National Guard. So, like, let's explain to you what that means. Like, we have been, you know, you have your 1670, right? Yeah, that's right. That's and why it's up there. 1670. So, you know, soldiers, the South Carolina National Guard started on April 2nd, 1670. Like, that is where we recognize our birthday. Uh, Massachusetts was 16. 36. So, yeah. like, they beat us by a few years. I mean, well, they whatever. beat us on a lot of things. No, we don't talk like that on this podcast. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. South sorry. Carolina's always number one. I'm number one. Oh, and that's the other. Okay, so let's talk about that. <laughs> South Carolina, as an, the National Guard as an organization, I would even say, like, just the culture in the state, they want to be the best at everything, which is not a bad thing. Like, let's be the best and let's talk about it. Um, so, there's that aspect of it, too. Educating new soldiers, like, not only did you join the Army and the National Guard, but you joined this organization, and this is what that means. And then you can drill it down further, like you joined the MP company, or you joined the uh, 263rd AAMDC. That is the oldest unit in the state, and what that actually means, or the oldest active unit in the state. And you can do it for every unit, you know, even the brand new ones. We just stood up, um, we've talked about this, we stood up the engineer brigade, right? Mm -hmm. So they are technically a brand new unit. They have no, they don't carry lineage from um, anything else. They weren't, you know, built from anything. They are a brand new unit. But that doesn't mean anything. You know, there was choosing the designation. Like, why do we call them the 117th engineers? Nothing is done arbitrarily. Like <laughs> They weren't sitting in there with a dartboard. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, we're going to pick that number's yeah, up and yeah, we're going to go yeah. for it. Um, What's your lottery numbers this week? Yeah, that's all <laughs> exactly. <what we're> <laughs> What's your birthday? Let's mash it up. Yeah. Um, so there, there was a reason for all of it, and you got into it with the symbolism of the patch, and mm -hmm. all, you know, there's, 
there's meaning in everything and when you go down those rabbit holes you realize like it is so much deeper than just this surface level question or this surface level thing like, let's get into it and figure it out weren't you guys going to call this something else too it like, was going to be 1670 podcast yeah yeah and uh uh, we felt we'd go for a, a broader spectrum and right. to pound that car. But we left the, the 1670 up there for right. for recognition of. Yeah, and, and to get people to ask the question, like, why? Why, why, is, why, that, why is this even happening? Is that, is that their phone number extension? Yeah, yeah. right. 299-1670. Try it. I'd be interested to. It's yeah. probably ID cards. Um, so it's just ID cards. Yeah, yeah. somebody's going to get a call now. Yeah, like, exactly. Is this the podcast? Like, yeah, let's call it in right now, like on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to so, take callers. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's just among the things that happen in the historian world. So, do you have a background in history, or is it just something that you were interested in and you kind of just fell into it? Uh, a little bit of both. Um, I, my degree's in journalism, okay. so, like, I was going to be a sports writer, you know, so I can, yeah, I, this is great. I was listening to your podcast. Steelers fan, Raiders yes. fan, <laughs> uh, born and raised in New England, so I'm a Pats fan. Oh, so, uh, you so immediately have to leave. So, we can just cut leave. this off right <laughs> have to leave the show. Yeah. Well, and I married a Bills fan. Uh, oh. Hi to my husband. Um, I married a Bills fan. So... Yeah, How's we, football season? And it's, it's going great. Uh, it's going really well. Uh, we agreed, I think, in our vows not to like go to New England or Bills games when they're paying each other. But uh, I digress. Um, so my degree is in journalism. I wanted to be a sports writer. Um, but I took, I took a lot of gen eds to get to that point. You know, So you take a lot of different classes. And um, I was always really good at my history classes. Um, it was my history professor who told me to, like, take a hard right and like he's like you need to be a writer like let's go ahead and do this my dad has a degree in history my brother has a degree in history so you know growing up going to museums with my dad it's just exhausting I love you dad um, but he's the reader you know like he wants to know everything about everything so every placard every everything with words like we had to really read it and you know, my brother and I could blow through a museum in 30 minutes, and he would still be, like, in Gallery 1. We're still here. I don't even think he's made it through this one. Like, he made it like halfway through, and I was like, come on, Dad, we've got to go. Um, so there was always just that kind of, like, understanding, deeper understanding, and wanting to research to know more about what it was. And that was kind of what I pushed on in my interview. Like, you know, you, you had to have a minimum of however many college credits in history, which I had, um, but there was the research part of it and I think the research ability and knowing who to ask what questions to ask and just that willingness to just keep digging until you find the answer so I sorry to anybody else who interviewed for the job and had a history degree <laughs> <laughs> um, apologies um, but that's kind of where it all came from and it just it um, has gone away from like, I'm not writing battle analyses or anything like that. You know, some of my colleagues are brilliant. The other National Guard historians, you know when you have those feelings of like inadequacy in your job, like, <laughs> am I doing this right? <laughs> um, this guy's really good. Yeah, they're so smart. And I'm like, dang. <laughs> you know, do I need to go back to college? Like, I think I need to take some classes. Mm -hmm. uh, but they're brilliant. And, and again, not all of them are history majors either. Um, some are technicians, some are EGRs. Um, Florida has a archivist who is a state employee as their command historian. Like it just, it varies from state to state um, what that looks like. So, you know, you just kind of, I saw the job, I applied for it, I was like, yeah, I could totally do this. Yeah, this, this has to be something you like, because I just, 
I think the whole time you've been talking about this, I was having flashbacks to social <laughs> studies and stuff in, <laughs> my, in, in like middle school, and I'm like, oh, I feel like a twitch coming on. I'm like, yeah. no, no more dates. No more. <laughs> no, oh, no, that's but it. This war, and who was in it? No, I can't. no, and I'm terrible at that. Like, honestly, <laughs> I'm just not good at it. Uh, so, and I think that's part of it too, is being able to say, I don't know. And makes you want to go find it. Yeah, I want to go find it. I'm going to find it. I'm going to make sure it's right. I'm not making it up. And I think people can appreciate that. Like, you know, when they ask you how, you know, what date did this happen or who was there for this? Like, I don't have to know everything. I just have to know how to figure it out. And that took a lot of pressure off, you know, like the idea that I had to know everything about my craft. And then I kind of took a step back and said, oh, it's okay. You don't have to. Like, let's just research it and get it right. That's the big one. It's just get it right. That was a very intense, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find I, it. I, I eventually had a, <clears throat> a mental picture of you standing at your desk with a book, looking at the book, and I'm like, I'm about to come in there. I'm about to find the date I'm looking for. You're going to open to the page I want. We're doing this right now. You can now. tell. If you walk by and I'm standing with a book, I'm like, I am not, we are not leaving until this is It's done. just me and you. We're yeah. going to finish this right now. So true. That's so intense. I, yeah. I, I didn't know historian could be so intense. Uh, you so know, I'm we're very all a little impressed. quirky. Everybody's got their thing. So, um... I guess kind of as you move forward um, with the historian program, obviously you picked it up at one level. You kind of have your, your, I don't want to say base duties, but your duties that you're, you're doing now. you have any hopes and dreams of evolving the, the program or where at some point in time I imagine you'll go to the house where you might yeah. want to leave it at? Please, I hope I make it to retirement. Um, well, yeah, I think, and I tell this to people a lot too, I'm not building this program for me or for you or for you. We're building it for 20 years from now when your kids want to come in and like, you know, they call up and say, my dad served at this time, uh, I don't know much about it, but can you tell me anything about his unit or anything like that? Uh, and, and I get those, you know, I get those from time to time. You know, my grandfather served, uh, he drilled at the Lawrence Armory and that's all I know. <laughs> so, okay, like let's start, at, let's start there and we'll get you some knowledge. Um, so I think I'm building a lot of continuity right now. Um, so it's, you know, these were all the adjutants general. These are the um, command chief warrant officers. This is a brief history of the South Carolina Guard. Um, these are all the units of the Guard that we know it right now. That's another part, you know. So many units have come and gone and come and gone that when I read about one, I'm like, is it still here? Like, who is it now? Um, who absorbed it? What did it morph to? They changed the name. They changed the name yeah. or they combined or something. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of continuity building for the next person who comes in. Uh, and there's also just catching up, you know, writing unit histories so that way they can be added to. They're all living documents. Like, it's not like, well, this is the history of the, you know, 108th Public Affairs Attachment. Boom, done. <laughs> you guys are done doing things now. No, sorry. That was the beginning and the end of our history. <laughs> so uh, it, it's collecting. It's and, and we've talked about this. The big one now is um, making an archive. And I wanted to bring that up for people listening um, because I think as somebody who joined prior to 9-11, you know, we're getting close to the house. Like, yeah. we're get, if, they, if, if people have stayed long enough. Oh, yeah. um, I've already got my walker picked out and everything. Right, exactly, <laughs> like my bedazzled cane and yeah. the whole thing. Oh, yeah, we're ready. So you're getting close to the end and the amount of knowledge that those folks have, like our people have, um, or just hard drives of photos, of, you know, if you kept a journal, if you kept anything like that, um, it may not seem important now. Um, and feel free, keep a copy of it in a tote in the attic, you know, for somebody to find one day, but share it. 
Like if you could share it with us, whether it's with me, whether it's with you guys, with the museum, um, share it with us so that way that institutional knowledge doesn't just go to the wind, like we don't lose that. And uh, with the archive that we're working on developing and keeping, I think it's going to help the future generation research what we've done, but also now to be able to say, okay, let's let's go look for some more information on this and see what we can find. Yeah, that's some uh, that's some heavy stuff, and that's I, I mean, there. I guess you know, for our generation, definitely a soldier, mm -hmm. airman, military personnel that came in, you know, either right before or right at. We, <clears throat> we've had a very busy career mm -hmm. overall. E even if you haven't been deployed, you've had a busy career right. dealing with tempo training and stuff like that and you're right there's just been this mass amount of history mm -hmm. produced and you know it's it's kind of a weird thing to think that you live through history especially something historically significant right like 9-11 and everything mm -hmm. that we've done since then because you can imagine the folks saying you know the revolutionary war you know there might be a handful sure. of people going down you know walking around going you know this is going to matter one day right but for the general populace they were like no nah, mm -hmm. you know whatever we're I, I have just survival right, day. Right, I've had a crust of bread and a little bit of war. I don't yeah. care about writing anything down. Mm -hmm. And then for our generation looking back, that's obviously been a huge part of our life mm -hmm. to study. I mean, that's one of the you know, first things you learn type thing. Yeah, and I mean, even so, even researching World War One, right? So we just had the centennial of World War One, and when I got the job, it just dove right into that. Um, and when I was talking to museum folks, we were just pulling stuff from what they had, and there was a photocopy of a journal of uh, an E5. He was with the 117th Engineers, and it was just his day-to-day -day journal, and he kept it every day, even if, like, the only entry was, I took a shower today, or, like, I took a bath, you know? Like, that was the But you could tell, once a week, he took a bath. Like, and at the time, that might seem mundane and, like, just whatever, but I think when you're, when you're researching, to know what it was like at that soldier level, like... Yeah, that was field conditions. Yeah, that's how it was. And, you know, uh, I dug this trench, or I, I built this house, or I stopped and helped this family, or, you know, just the day-to-day. -day. I talked to my buddy, you know, and this is what we talked about. We miss home. We think we might go home soon. Or, like, you know, they were they were still there um, after the armistice was signed. Well, we just, we just think we heard that the armistice was signed. You know, like, those kinds of things. Like, just from the soldier level, like, this is what they were doing. And to read that while studying um, South Carolina in World War One, just gives you a totally different perspective. Um, one of my favorite parts of that was he got, uh, he had a pass or a leave to go to Paris. Just him. Um, and you can read it. It's great. Yeah. It's hilarious. Uh, and the things he was excited for. Um, but when he got to Paris, there were some members of the 118th Infantry who were from Charleston. And um, so there were other South Carolinians, and he ran into them. And just that joy like that he wrote about feeling like running into a familiar face. Like, it's, it's another thing about the guard, you know, like it's the six degrees of separation. Like, yeah. There isn't. Um, <laughs> but, you know, even as soldiers today, we can recognize that feeling of being away from home and running into somebody that is from your home. You know, like as a soldier, you're like, oh my gosh, you're wearing the same patch. I've never met you, but that's okay. Like, <laughs> We're friends. friends. <laughs> yeah. You're my bestie. Let's, yeah, let's, let's do this. Let's um, it was just beautiful to read. Even if it was just, like I said, hi, and we talked about whatever. Like, it was just reading those kinds of things. So what you think doesn't matter really will, you know, maybe in a hundred years, who knows? Uh, but it will, it gives context. Like you read these 
overarching histories about the, the movements and the battles, but you don't get into the weeds of what it really means. And so, you know, as enlisted people, like, it's yeah. kind of my jam. It's <laughs> 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 what I want to talk about, you yeah. know? Now, um, speaking of that, one of the things mm -hmm. I've always, uh, I guess, is, I'm not a huge history buff or anything like that. But it's okay, I, neither am I. I've, I've always been an <laughs> <laughs> I've always been an advocate for history, especially in the military, because, sure. um, you know, as a soldier, you know, once again, we talk about living our day-to-day -day and stuff mm -hmm. like that, and we are busy, and, and we are put in very rough situations and, and, you know, bad situations and whatever else, and we struggle through things from time to time or whatever, but I always like to, I think it's important for young soldiers and any soldier or airman, military member, to, to know the, the history of our military forces mm -hmm. because you look back and sometimes that puts things into perspective for sure. you. You're like, yeah, this is terrible. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we've had MREs, you know, right. three times in a row. And then, like you said, you mentioned this this young man, he, mm -hmm. he'd taken a bath once a week. Once yeah. a week, you mm -hmm. know. And had um, some pork. And had some pork. Some <laughs> canned chicken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> canned beans or whatever. Um, so I think history is also important mm -hmm. for that because it gives military members a touchstone back to say, you know, these people did it. Mm -hmm. they, they did it, they survived right. it. Their condition was, was as bad, if not worse, than what we were in. I can pull myself together. Yeah, and for sure. Moving. I mean, it really hit home. I um, dug into the archives of the Post and Courier in Charleston. Uh, I had a friend who worked for the Post and Courier, so he kind of like navigated me the right way. And um, what they did during World War One is if your soldier wrote a letter home, you would read the letter and then give it over to the, I don't think it was called the Post and Courier at the time, but to the paper, and they would publish it so that way you could kind of hear, it was the war stories, like what's going on on the front line. And one of them I read, and oh, it was just brutal. Like he said, he had, he had survived a battle, um, and he said, tell everybody at home, this is just paraphrasing, but when I saw um, the, the uh, the bodies of the South Carolinians were facing forward. Nobody turned and ran. They were facing forward. They were facing the enemy when they fell. And make sure everybody at home knows that. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm saying you can, take a break. I would like, say you have a very hard job. Yeah. Like you're an emotional roller coaster. I'm, a, I'm an emotional wreck anyway. But like, dang, you know, like this is what you're writing home to your family. Like, be proud of us. You're right. Like this is what's happening. And so you know, me now, I'm like, well, dang, I had to go to drill. Yeah, you're like, right. But you know, this is what it was, and they were National Guardsmen, and it's it's just it does put it in perspective and and just reading even stories of other soldiers now like you never know what somebody else is going through like and it's not to make anybody feel bad like oh we don't do anything it's to know that that's those are the people you're following in their footsteps like right. those are your people those were people who served in your unit like you carry that name on right and it's it's not uncommon i mean they got down and stuff just like we do nowadays mm -hmm. And I'm sure to them, they, they look back to the people who came before them also, the same way that we should right. be doing now. And that's why they pulled themselves up by their britches. And, and kept going. And kept going. Mm -hmm. um, now, I do kind of have like a personal like, kind of question. <laughs> I'm excited. Right? Let's move. Let's do this. <laughs> um, so I, I'm always under the perception that you know South Carolina historically is just one of the most awesome military states of all time. Right. Um, so is Maine, you, which is where I'm ah, from. Come on. <laughs> come on, I just need you to confirm it. No, 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 it is, it is, for sure. Um, <laughs> and like I said, it's a proud people, it's a proud state. Like, and, and I think especially as from a ways, you know, like, you can see that. And you can see how proud they are of who they are. And that you're, you know, if they welcome you into the club, 
You've made it. <laughs> like. Well, see, my wife's from Texas, and we, and we talk about proud of where they're from. Well, yeah, and so she, I moved her here, okay. which was a mistake because that was about a two-year fight in our marriage. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, eventually we won. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, but when she came here, she was like, "Why are y'all learning this?" Like we were learning, uh, our kids were going oh, yeah, to school, yeah, yeah. you know, and there was uh, a lot of stuff about Civil War, mm -hmm. Revolutionary War, of course, uh, all the forts running, something, right. all that and stuff. And she was like, is that part of like yeah. history? Like, does that matter or whatever? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, y'all didn't learn this? How right, you, how can you not learn <laughs> this? How do you not know yeah. this? She was like, we were learning about the Alamo and, you know, Pancho Villa. Of stuff, course. Well, you know. Which is great. <laughs> yeah, right. But it was, uh, it was it was kind of a little bit of realization that, you know, we, we learn our national history, mm -hmm. but we do learn a very specific history to where we're from and mm -hmm. what's important of who we are. Right. I'm right. so glad you brought that up. Um, the show, like, are you smarter than a fifth grader or whatever? Are you smarter than an eight year old? Um, <laughs> because I'm not. So they, um, my stepson is in third grade, and third grade is when they start teaching South Carolina history. And so, like, we will quiz each other on, like, the history of South Carolina. I'm like, oh, really? And then I sit there and Google it. He's totally right. <laughs> Good for you. Um, but, you know, you guys learn it so early, and... That's good. Like it's not a bad thing. You learn where you come from, and you and and I think those things are wonderful. I just need to go sit in on third grade, third grade, to no. catch up to everybody. And so, any know, third grade teachers out there maybe have an open spot? Shouts for a historian. Let us know. Let us know. Don't don't ask me to talk. I'll just sit in the back. I'll be like Adam Sandler. You know, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> taking third grade again. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. No, it's great. I love it. So. Um, this has been a lot of fun, actually. This is great. Yeah, this has been this has been awesome. Yeah, um, and I listened to your stuff before, and you're all about like the comments and things like that. Yeah. Yes. Totally. If people want to know stuff or if they have questions, um, post it in the comments um, on the Insta. Yeah, on the Insta. <laughs> on the, uh, on the YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> um, there is a National Guard history page, uh, South Carolina. Uh, it's at SCNG History. Mm -hmm. um, if you have anything on there that you want to post. Um, feel free to message me, post questions. Like, give if you want to know, let me know. Yeah, let me know. Yeah, we got we got to get you back in for some more stuff because I I think there's a lot of stuff we could learn and play with and and have have fun. With yeah, that. no, totally. Like, this is this is great. I would love to do it, and especially if people are interested in it. Like, if you want to have whether it's of the week or of the month, I don't know how like when this is going to run or we're, anything like that. We're flex. Yeah, like bring it on because it will help me too. Yeah. People asking questions will help me. You know, what if if you ask me something, I'm going to record it and keep it. <laughs> because be careful when you speak with her. Right. Yeah. No, well, not even that. Like I'm going to just make sure I don't forget this thing that I just spent two days researching, right. and then I'm sure it'll come up again at some point. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, even if it's soldiers, if you want to know, tell me about my unit. Tell me about why I wear this patch. Like, what is it? I mean. You know, in Maine, there's like one patch. You know, there's not that many of those. <laughs> it's the sun and a pine tree. Um, and a couple other, like the CST, uh, yeah. they'll wear a different one. But here, you know, Signal has a different patch. We talked about the 117. Uh, this is like the Joint Force Headquarters. Um, 218. 218 has their own. sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, why a pine tree? Pine tree is the state tree. Same with the palmetto. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we should do an episode on the history of this patch because... I mean, 
how many times have, well, at least I've heard soldiers saying, well, why can't we have a cool patch? Like, why do we all have to be the same? And Which they don't like realize. They don't realize this is like one of the coolest patches in the nation. Right. That tree won a war. See? That, <laughs> that exactly. tree means something. So I feel like it would be good to tell everybody exactly yeah. what the history is. Well, sure. And I mean, we can talk about, like, Sullivan's Island, right? Yeah. And the fort that was made out of palmetto trees. So when it was getting blasted with, you know, cannons... It, it it bent, it didn't break. And so that's the idea. Like, that's why it's the palmetto. It bent, it didn't break. And then when you see it on a dress uniform, it's blue mm-hmm. for the flag yeah. that was flown during the Revolutionary War, the Liberty, the, all the things. Like, we're going to have a cool patch. Yeah, yeah. Well, you do, man. Like, you totally do. Like, you so. got a super awesome patch that, like, literally dates to the beginning of our nation. Yeah, so if we want to do some cool overlays of all the patches, like, yeah. well, here it is. Yeah. Here's the 228 signal, and yeah. let me tell you all about it yeah. and why the color. Maybe, you know what? Thing. We should do that. Maybe yeah. maybe not in just a straight-up podcast form, but maybe we, we should yeah. put out some videos so, you know, young soldiers can... Mm-hmm. Have a little bit of pride, you know. Like yeah, I said, I jumped, I jumped quick. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh yeah, when they wanted to take my pine tree off, I was like, really? <laughs> Give me the like, pine tree I'm not, I'm not ready for a new tree yet. Like, it's not. I don't know that tree. The tree's far. Yeah, you know? I don't. I couldn't even pick it out if I went outside. Like, I don't know. Well, yeah. So, well, yeah, we appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. Thanks, back. guys. Like I said, this was this, this was great. awesome. This was super fun. We, we we hope to have you back in the future. Anytime. Yes, ma'am. Thanks. Thank you. So it was awesome that Sergeant Church was able to come in and talk to us about the historian program. Yeah, it was a lot of, um, it's a lot of stuff. Like, she was good. She was good. Yeah, she was, she really was funny. funny. You, yeah. tell, you can tell she likes history mm-hmm. and, uh, and like, learning about it and stuff. And like she said, you know, she's not, she's not a South Carolina uh, native. native history buff or whatever, but it works to her strong suit because it makes her want to go find out more about what was going on. Of course, with that being said, realistically... She probably knows more about South Carolina history than what I do, and I grew up here. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. but it's her job. She does it Monday through Friday. Yeah, I know. But. I wish I had, like, I love learning about history, but I can't retain it. Like, I love social studies and school and everything, but I just couldn't that remember. That explains so much about our work relationship. Yeah, I mean, that probably explains a lot, but, uh, <laughs> but I mean, I like learning about it. But then yeah. whenever I try to have a conversation with somebody, I... I don't remember all the facts. I don't remember names. So it's like I just sit there and listen. But it's it's good information to learn, and it's cool because you don't realize a lot of the stuff that um, that we've done in the South Carolina National Guard for the state and all that. So it's really cool that um, there's a program out there to keep all that history together and to figure it out because, like she was saying, they get phone calls all the time where their grandfather's retired, their dad's retired, or passed away and they want to learn about what they did in the military and they can come to us and ask and we can give them the information that they're looking for and it gives them a sense of pride knowing what their family members did and what they were a part of. Yeah, because I, I think a lot of times we kind of obscure what history is. You know, mm-hmm. people say history and think, oh, you know, that's Revolutionary War yeah. and blah, blah, blah. I mean, Stuff that happened yeah, last week is yeah, history. Yeah, yeah, yesterday <laughs> was history. Um, you know, so our our... our I guess current or modern type history or whatever is still a, a huge part um, and very important. Um, you know, obviously being from South Carolina, talking about the point of you know uh, state pride and, and being uh, proud of the South Carolina National Guard as a whole, and you know mm-hmm. always thinking that you're the the best, as it were. Um, it's not thinking people. It is. It is. <laughs> Just bottom line fact. Um, but uh, you know, I think I think the history program helps. You know, feed into that, which is a good thing. A mm-hmm. good thing. Uh, 
uh, guardsmen, air and army side, you know, had state pride. I mean, for Pete's sakes, I mean, the, the air guards called the Swamp Fox for a reason, you know. I mean, he was our man, as yeah. it were. You know, he helped change the face of war, really, I guess, to a certain extent, and the nation. I got a history person in the room, so for people who are watching on video, that's why I was looking that direction, because I was waiting to see if he looked at me and went, no, no idiot, no. shut up. Because um, that's how we learned it here, buddy. Um, <laughs> that might not be true for the rest of the nation, but here, he's the man. Yeah. Uh -oh. It's cool, though, because like it it gives us a purpose, and it like it explains why our job is so important, because... Yes, our job is to tell the story of the South Carolina National Guard, but in a sense, we're also documenting that so that we can look back on the past years and show this is what we've done as the South Carolina National Guard. Now, as we talk about state pride and stuff, of course, I mean, you you were transplanted here at a young age. Yeah. I mean, do you still hold any loyalty to Pennsylvania? I mean, I know you're an Eagles fan. No. Why Why do you have to keep doing that? You, you do that on purpose. Because you know you're just pressing my buttons. See? More evidence that they see what I do with. Yeah. But, but I mean, no, like, I mean, I still have pride for from being from Pennsylvania. And, like, I mean, sports, obviously. We've talked about that. Yeah. And that's a big thing. But, I mean, South Carolina is my home. Like, I mean, that's all I know. I've been here since I was seven. And I have some memories of growing up in Pennsylvania, but not many. And... This is this is what I know. We'll so. make you an honorary South Carolinian. Oh, thanks. I've been inducted. Yeah, I mean, we'll excuse the the Eagle fan thing, and we'll, we'll move on from that. Um, but <laughs> can I urge you? <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I mean, once again, the, the history program or the historian program in the South Carolina National Guard um, is a big deal. Plays a huge part, um, and it'll play even bigger part on down the road. You mm -hmm. know. And that's what it's there for. And um, like she said, it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's not something where you sit down and you're just behind a computer, just on Google. Like yeah, you're making phone calls. You're, yeah, you're going to armories. And you're going through books and pamphlets. And she's and, over at the museum all the time, yeah. looking at stuff and verifying it. So, yep, history. It's a big thing, both personally and professionally. Yep. So, uh, and for any of the younger soldiers out there that may be listening. Um, Definitely take time to come through the museum. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you want to know the history of, of your unit and where it came from, why it's named, why the patches and this and that and everything else, then, you know, this is to let you know that there is a program. That information is out there. Take the time to, to learn it. Um, you know, have a little bit of knowledge about who you're representing. You know, it's, it's worth it. It helps build, like, you know, pride, like I said, mm -hmm. um, and the spree decor, as it were. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> it's fun work. Um, so... But yeah, it helps build the, that type of that type of thing. Um, with that being said, make sure that you're you're, you're liking and subscribing on YouTube and mm -hmm. on iTunes to the podcast. Um, we're we're still tracking that 500 subscriber mark. It would be nice if, if we hit it before Christmas, but I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to have a New Year's one. Like hit it on New Year's. New Year's. Yeah, like like having the ball drop. You sitting there watching YouTube, and it just boom, and click over to five. You know? All right. There you have it. New Year's. New Year's. 500 subscribers. Yeah. We're if, we, if we're at four I'll make sure that I am, instead of watching the ball drop on New Year's, <laughs> I will, I will, on New Year's Eve, I'm sorry, um, I will have YouTube pulled up and I will be waiting for the subscriber number to click from 499 to 500 
and we'll film a live reaction of it. Oh gosh, that would be awesome. So, yeah. so you listening and watching, please hit the subscribe button because <laughs> I want to see this reaction. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, yeah, and then of course hit your notifications if you want to keep up whenever we're putting out new content. Um, we're um, we're throwing out you know two podcasts a week and plus some other stuff. We're getting here towards the end of the year, so be checking out for our you know holiday messages and year in review stuff. To see, you know maybe if you're in one of the photos, show it off to your family. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's about it for for me on this side. What you got? Uh, that's it. Just make sure you like and subscribe. Uh -huh. All right. Well, I'm Sergeant Chelsea Baker, and I'm Specialist David Erskine, and we'll catch you in the next episode.